editing you on is here. Uh, audio on this is a little challenging. Apologies for that. It's mainly on my track. We'll fix it for the next one. Have a good one. Where to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we investigate the truthfulness of movies included in the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're discussing another film on this illustrious list. A movie that got uh, people into the first half of the big finale of one of the MCU's chapters, Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War was directed by the Russo brothers and was released on April 27th, 2018. And unlike last episode's movies, Oppenheimer, this one has a boatload of CGI. Oh yeah, there's almost no shot of real anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, this is the beginning of the end for some of the characters and uh, years of build-up. But before we go and dissect this, what makes you happy today? What makes me happy um, that at least I got some sleep. My dog has been going through the motions. Um, I'll give you one example. She has been having a significant diarrhea. So we decided, all right, let's let's keep her um, outside um, on the balcony so we can monitor how she's doing. Uh, And uh, yeah, she drummed through the window, smeared her diarrhea all over the carpet, up the stairs, up to my room, shitting all through, and then we had to clean up the whole carpet the next day. So it's been an eventful week. The good thing is she's feeling much better. Uh, but sorry for such a graphic story. It's the reason why my eyes are so blurred. Yeah. Exciting times. Exciting times. Sounds like, it. Sounds like uh, lots of rice and chicken. Oh, yeah. that's what, that's, what we Yep, this is the this is the bland. She's going in for the bland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, you have to go. How about that. yourself? How about myself? I saw a movie that surprised me. Uh, no one will save you. And it's on Hulu, I believe. Mm-hmm. Fun movie, fun little alien invasion flick. Um, I had a very good time with that. Uh, kind of, kind of cool idea. See it there. Gets a little goofy sometimes, but mm. yeah, um, I greatly enjoyed that. And yeah, otherwise, you know, living the life in the desert, it's it's enjoyable. It's fun. Good times. Oh, nice. oh I went to Disneyland too last week. That was fun. Oh, nice. That was fun. I was, uh, was uh, Ron DeSantis there with his placards? Oh, sorry. <laughs> This no. is not that kind of podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there, but yeah. No, it's a good time. Very good time. Um, I saw Blue Beetle yesterday. Okay. Um, I, I It was unexpectedly good. I mean, well, I, I wouldn't say unexpectedly. It was very good. It was very good. I, I really enjoyed the film. I don't know why that movie gets all the hate, but that movie was very good. And I really huh. enjoyed the character of Blue Beetle. It was, it was, okay. it was good. It was very good. And so if you get a chance to watch it. Is that also MCU or is it DCE? It's uh, DCEU. Okay. It's one of the one of the films in the new DCEU universe, but that was built while the old one existed. 
Yeah. So much retconning cutting going on with that DC universe, it seems like. Mm. But yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like having been to Disney, like after having seen this movie again, you run into a lot of characters there. <laughs> so, you know, Doctor Strange was doing his magic and, and stuff like that. Did you look the galaxy right there? Was Did that? he look as ridiculous in real life as oh, you yeah. would expect? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and usually they're pretty good at finding people that look, look the part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this is the first time I saw in, in Star Wars land. Um, I saw Rey, and she did not look like Rey at all. Wow. Bless her heart. She did not really, like her face, like she really didn't look like her. But on the other hand, core memory was unlocked for a kid there, which was amazing to see mm. because uh, Chewie was running around and had this little girl in there, like holding hands with her and just kind of walking around. It was like, that's going to be ingrained in this child's brain forever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's kind of the cool thing about all of this, mm. I think. Right. So, yeah, mm. good time. That's in- intriguing. Intriguing yeah. indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, one of these days, I'm going to be pulled into one of those Disneylands um, because my daughter is inevitably going to be want, interested in going to see it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'll save my money for them. So we should probably talk about Avengers Affinity War. Yes. Um, let's hear a synopsis. Avengers Infinity War is a thrilling and action-packed superhero film set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The movie follows the formidable Avengers team as they face their greatest and most ominous adversary yet, Thanos. This powerful and malevolent villain is on a mission to collect all six Infinity Stones, each of which grants him unimaginable power. With the fate of the universe hanging in the balance, the Avengers, along with their allies from across the MCU, must unite to stop Thanos from achieving his destructive goal. As epic battles rage across different worlds and dimensions, sacrifices are made, alliances are tested, and the heroes must grapple with the dire consequences of their choices. Avengers Infinity War is a rollercoaster of emotions, breathtaking visuals, and non-stop action, delivering a truly epic cinematic experience that leaves audiences eagerly awaiting the next installment in the Avengers saga. How many times have you seen this movie? Two. Two. Once in the movie theater, the day it came out. Mm-hmm. And the second time was yesterday. I think I seen it play on like Showtime or something, and I've watched like a few minutes of it, but I never finished it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a testament to this film that I've only seen it once. Um, but yeah, okay. It doesn't mean it's bad, by the way. It <laughs> that sounds like it. But <laughs> it just means it's an investment. Uh, yeah. Because it's it's actually I mean it's kind of two movies like you only get half the story. It's, mm-hmm. But we'll get there. Um, yeah, same for me twice. Uh, once in the theater, twenty eighteen, and then the other day in preparation for this. Um, vastly different experiences, I think. Mm. But we'll get into that. Um, I guess a little more. But before we can. Debate, we need to know who's talking on which side. So, hats or tails? I'm going to go with heads. Heads it is. I'll go for this film. All right, then let's go into it. The witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Your honor, Avengers Infinity War. 
like I alluded in the in the beginning, this is really the first three hours of a six-hour story, and it's really lacking any kind of conclusion. Like, yes, there's 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 a cliffhanger, you know, there's a cliffhanger, in, like at the end, and it's trying to draw us in. But the main problem with this is that we spend so much time only to get to the middle of a story. And then in, in real time, when it came out, we had to wait a couple of years to get the culmination of everything. That's problem number one. Problem number two is that if you're not familiar with any of these people, if you have not watched any of the MCU, this is a random movie, a uh, very, very random. Um, because this is the first time they brought all these storylines together to fight together against uh, the, the, the baddie. Um, so that's number two. Number three is this also really shows the, the imbalance in characters, and some of them are a lot more successful than others. And it's almost like a bait and switch where it feels like some of the characters that we spend a lot of time with, if you watched all these movies, um, are completely outshined by other characters because they work in the other and the, the ones and some just don't work in this context. And lastly, I think there's an argument to be made where it can be pro um, Thanos. And I know that's kind of a meme, but, you know, maybe he has a point and maybe all the baddie kind of stuff is like, maybe it's not that bad. I don't know. It's kind of a theoretical and kind of a philosophical debate. Um, where it's like, why are we siding with the perceived good ones if we can also agree that maybe there's overpopulation in the galaxy and we need to control that? So that's where we are. That's where we're going to be. That's what we're going to do. Oh. Since, uh, we started a conversation with pro, uh, a pro-genocide conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying there's an argument to be made for that. You know. All right. Um, okay. Um, hashtag Thanos was right. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, so for uh, the p- person who's enjoyed the cin- cinematic world of Avengers, this was the first film in a, a duology that crystallizes, or should I say brings to the end, the first 20 years of, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And for all intents and purposes, um, this movie is a is a culmination where all the characters in the first twenty films or twenty two films come together, and they try to solve a problem that has been alluded to in all this in all the other films. So, for people who've been invested in the world and all the character. Um, the character uh, developments in all the other films. This is a joy ride. It's like a um, a Disney ride where you sit down and you experience a roller coaster of emotions as your favorite superheroes tries to face an enemy that you know feels extremely strong. Um, one of the things that I will have to say about this film is that it defined who Thanos is quite well. And by the end of the film, you can make an argument for Thanos' perspective, which is a win-win, which makes him feel less 
of a random bad guy, but more of a fully fleshed character. So one of the other good things they were able to do with this film was they fleshed out his powers and they made him feel indestructible. They made him feel strong. They made him feel like he had a presence in every single uh, moment of this film. So this movie was basically a Thanos journey uh, where Thanos was the main antagonist of this film um and he created an argument for his perspective from start to finish um there were some very uh hard hard team uh scenes for people who are fans of this film like the uh the death of gamara and Vloromir. um you know it, it was quite interesting uh and sad to see that despite everything um, he loved Gamora um, as a daughter and he felt hard to throw her down the mountain. But the goal was the great thing and he was a slave to his goals. It also sucks that uh, his second daughter, Nebula, was, uh, was basically uh, just there. Um, and if there's an argument against favoritism, this is it. <laughs> um but it was it was quite good to see all the main characters in action. The movie was like a roller coaster ride. Um, there were changes in there were changes in uh, direction at multiple locations, where you would feel like the superheroes were doing well. They were about to win the game, um, and even at the very end, when Thor reappeared and he went for the arm, um, oh, they went for the chest. Sorry, um, you you felt like the fight was was almost over like maybe there's not going to be a part two um how does how does he get out of this um and uh the the final twist was just the snap of the finger um and that moment lives in infamy uh because i watched black panther who i could have sworn would never get snapped uh get snapped um even Spider-Man got snapped. So there was a, a significant smuggler's board. And I ha- I can't imagine being in that writer's room watching how they decided who got snapped and who didn't get snapped um, and the arguments that have occurred, in, that could have occurred in that, in that room just to say, you know, some of the biggest characters you love are not going to be part of the second film. Um, so it was, it was a really, it was a great roller coaster. The music was great. There were some great, there were lots of big moments in the film. Um, and as a fan, the Easter eggs were just mm, a chef's kiss. So, um, yeah, that's that's my argument for this film. Hmm. I think, like, the main problem is that it, that it presupposes that you've seen all the other movies, right? Because I, without that knowledge, um, all the tugging at your heartstrings of like Black Panther is, is blipping away or Spider-Man is blipping away or like, or whoever, right? Like pretty much all of them. Um, that's really losing the punch that it's intended to have. And then you have the weird magician, which uh, Dr. Strange is just a weird character. His movies not great either. Um, who's He's kind of the most obnoxious in this, in a way, uh, aside from the henchman of the of Thanos. Um, 
more obnoxious than Tony Stark. I think they were basically the same character. It, it just different. Like, Tony Stark at least has some lines that are kind of funny. Mm. But, you know, it's it's really struggling. And, like, not being the biggest fan of the MCU, like, I've watched, I think, almost all of the movies. But I don't... I don't necessarily care for these characters, right? So if you if you take all that out, uh, this really loses a lot of the power that I'm sure it has for a lot of people that are fans of this. But if, if you're not necessarily a fan of it, it's like, you know, there's gotta be a way for them to, to come back somehow and, and make it right. There's a whole nother movie where we figure this out, I would think. And to to go back to your writer's room comment, I think it's very calculated where you think of, okay, how can we make it somewhat believable that things are coming back in a way, right? So who can who can be that? Uh, and who can we introduce? I think there was introductions. See, I don't even remember what happens in the second movie. <laughs> but it's like... I find it puzzling where you have, where you go to Wakanda, and it's it's displayed as this super technological, super advanced uh, society, and this is not the not the first. Well, it is the first movie, but then we we have um, that second Black Panther movie where they are infiltrated, and their security measures are not really super secure. And that gives me pause because they've always been like, you know, we're, we're hidden. Nobody knows where we are. We're super advanced. We have all the best tech. We have the smartest people. And that's all fun. That's all great. Black Panther was a great movie, right? But it's, it's kind of a bait and switch on, on like, but you're not superpower. Like you're not the superpower to exude to be. Um, I'm gonna add a little bit of a caveat to that argument. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that when the people of Wakanda say that they're they're um, unbreachable, they refer to human tech. In this movie, we're talking about alien tech, and in the Black Panther two, we're talking about um, a tech that is just as powerful as theirs that they never accounted for in their calculations. So those are extreme cases. Um, I, I don't. I think that if the U.S. government was able to break into the Wakanda, then I think the argument can hold. But if it's like aliens who have superior technology to the Wakandans, they find a way to break through. Then maybe it's. it's Do uh, they though? Because it seems like they were like in, in in this fight in this movie, they were just overwhelmed by the sheer mass of things. Right? Yes, yeah, they were able to force their way through, and the ones who didn't get their bodies sliced. Um, got into fight, um, and they felt like to save the town, uh, to save Vision, they needed to uh, send the focus through the front, so they opened a small uh, hole for them to rush through, um, and uh, so that they can keep the keep them engaged. So, I, I think that the whole Wakanda theory still holds, despite the fact uh, this film presents. Yeah, like I said, there's the second Black Panther movie where they're also outsmarted by people that can swim. <laughs> yeah. So, 
um, that are off this planet. I, I would argue. But yeah, I get, it's. I I just think this movie is a mess. That's my main problem. Like, if you're not emotionally engaged with this movie, this movie is a mess. And the only saving grace is Spider-Man and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because at least they're funny. Mm. And they bring some humor into it. Because otherwise, it's all just CGI mess about people that I don't care about. Or, you know, so that's that's kind of a main gripe with this. It's... It's way too long for the story that it's telling. We're just kind of being strung along on all these problems, but it's basically always the same. It's always, oh, we get so close to preventing him from getting that next stone, but we can't take it over the finish line. So he has the next stone. And continue on, continue on, continue on. And then once once Doctor Strange has his little um, yoga sesh, right, and figures out, goes through all the, the possible outcomes, I, I'm just left with, okay, everything that happens now is like that one outcome that will get us to 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 the good ending. So nothing is really having a lot of weight and, and kind of power to me. So uh, it's a long movie and it's kind of boring after a while. That's that's kind of my main problem with it. So it's. It's interesting you say that because typical um, Marvel films at this particular point always have a bad guy who seems um, extremely strong. Uh, but by the end of this film, the motivations are so obscure and uninteresting. When they die, it's like good riddance and they become forgettable. I mean, um, if it wasn't for the fact that Ultron was in the name of the film, I would have forgotten who was in Iron Man, Iron Man Two. Um, you know, it's they've they've had such a bad. They are at at at, still at at least this point they've had bad un unremember unforgettable. I mean, should I say forgettable bad guys? So if you if you went into this movie uh, thinking that it was a typical MCU film. Where at the very end, the bad guy, the good guys would find a way to win. Um, this is one of the great things about this film. This was the first MCU movie where they categorically lost. Um, they had lost people, for example, in Age of Ultron. Uh, but this was the first film where they lost the themes, they lost the war, and they lost everything. Um, people are stranded in space. Um, the bad guy was able to get his plan executed. So, for people who've been who went through the roller coaster ride that watched all the action, if they had gotten to the right very end when Thor just comes in with the sword and hits him in the chest, or should I say the axe, uh, and hits him through the chest, you would be, you know, be um, forgiven to think that this was the moment when the Avengers won. Like, wow, they did it finally. For him to step back and still snap his fingers and you watch your favorite heroes fall to the ground, that was a miraculous scene. And I'm I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan of superhero films, but I do watch a lot of them. You know, I've I watched a lot of the MCU films. I wouldn't I don't know if I watched every one of them. 
I love some more than others. Like I can't watch Iron Man or uh, Iron Man one again. I can't watch Thor one or two again. Those movies are very difficult um, to watch again. But I, I am. I was well versed with the characters of Thor and all the main characters that we got to see in this film that I could really root for them uh, throughout the film. And, you know, you slowly lost characters you loved from the very beginning when Loki got killed and everybody alluded to the fact that there'll be no resurrection this time. The humor that was brought in by Thor, uh, the manhood measuring contests between, um, what's his name, Quill and Thor, um, as well as um, Doctor Stark and Doctor Strange, um, there were many. There were many moments of levity, and of course, my favorite scene in this film, where I always get goosebumps, is uh, when Captain America appears outside of the train. This movie is a movie about moments for the fans who've been invested in this film. And I remember watching this movie in the theater, and when Captain America appears behind the train, the whole theater just erupted in, yeah! And I claps everywhere. And, you know, I've seen seen that scene like three times now, um, and every time it still gives me goosebumps. It's such a well-executed scene. Um, So there's there's a good deal of, you know, of action, um, and the action means a lot, especially if you are fans of the MCU and have followed the characters for so long. Um, I thought the music was great. I thought the, you know, the the 3D animation, um, it's mixed. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think there's some scenes where it holds up very well, close-ups of Stanley's face. Um, you know, some of those things hold up very well. Uh, but in scenarios where humans are standing in a boulder or in space, like um, the the location where they were fighting Thanos, where Iron Man, um, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, and Co were fighting Thanos, you f- it felt like the characters were not really there. It felt like they were behind a green screen. So it, it, it's a little bit mixed. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Worst, worst offender is uh, Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster. That uh, looks yes. so goofy. That's yes, bad. yes. It's really, saw, really bad. I saw that at the very end when they were all standing and looking at everybody disappeared. It was just, yeah, it was just like a flat head, just shaking. It just feels like and, it just feels like they they took like a recording of of a Twitch stream of him and then mm. just kind of took the green screen out. <laughs> it was bad. It was, it, <laughs> but you know, a lot of money went into CGI in this thing. And I guess they ran out at some point. Yeah. Um, um, go on. But I think I understand your argument where it's, you know, it's like this is the first time where the baddies win. Problem is, a year after this, the second part comes out. And at this point, we already know there's going to be a second part. Right. So all this bravado about the baddies win, we know that's going to be reversed in some shape or form. Right. It has to be because the baddies never win. Like this is just kind of a, a tease of like, oh, my God, this is devastating. Everybody's dead. You know, but, but it's like. But let me but let me let me explain. Let me explain uh, my perspective, like the movie I saw at the end of it when I came out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh snap, there's a part two. But the, in my mind, in part two, we're not talking about time travel. 
Um, they have not reintroduced. They've not really introduced. I mean, outside of Doctor Strange one, uh, where he used the time travel to defeat the bad guy by just doing it over and over and over again till eternity and just annoying him till he goes, all right, fine, go away. Um, that's the only time we've talked about time travel. So mm. if you're unique, if, you, if you're in a unique position of watching that film for the very first time in the movie theaters in 2018 when it came out, time travel was not a solution to the problem that you were thinking. You were not thinking, oh, people are just going to jump into, into time and try to reset everything. Um, this movie felt like, okay, how are they going to solve the problem? Uh, and you couldn't see a way out, you know? Well, well yeah, but but you, you knew that they were going to be able to figure it out, right? So it's kind of taking the wind out of the, that whole sail for me. Right? It's like, it's clear the good guys will win eventually. This is just but, a hiccup. This is just another hiccup. This is just another hiccup in the sense of, he got another stone. He's closer to his end goal. Mm. But at this point, he's at his end goal. But we already know this is just another notch. And like I said, with the Doctor Strange thing, like it's it's most likely that this is the path that needs to happen for the good ending to happen, right? So mm. it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, it takes a lot of wind out of, out of that sail. And it, like, for me, it was always crystal clear that they're going to figure it out because... They're superheroes. They always win. Um, so I will say that, you know, I didn't think when I watched it the first time that I didn't think that Doctor Strange was going to... Um, sorry, I think I peeked there. Um, in my opinion, when I watched the movie for the very first time, I never thought that uh, Doctor Strange's death was alluding to the only one way they could win. Um, I thought the impression I got was the only one way they could win was them pulling the stuff from his hands, right? There were lots of almost periods in this film, like Spider-Man almost getting the the stuff out of his hands. Um, and then uh, Dr. Qu uh, I said Dr. Quill uh, snapping him out of the his trance because of what he had done to Gamora, broke that. And he gets to escape. So that moment was one moment where I felt like, okay, this is a, uh, this is a, this is a period where I felt like, you know, maybe the one hope they had had been broken. So I don't, I don't think it's, they made it quite clear that, you know, all of this did all the snapping of the fingers and everybody dying was one of the paths that Dr. Strange expected. Um, and he did everything he could to make the original path that they were in uh, when they were trying to pull it from his hand seem like the only way that could work. So he, because if it, if it wasn't, then he might as well have just said, hey, just give it to him. Uh, let's get this over with, you know. Um, so I felt like there were multiple paths. Um, and the one he almost did uh, they, when they almost got it out of his hands, um, was the one that he was referring to. So when they snapped him and he disappeared, we were on a totally different path. We're no longer on the same path anymore. So I didn't think that the heroes could have just won. And I think the solutions they came with 
in the second one because at the very beginning of the film they found Thanos and they killed Thanos so it was like okay the expectations have been shifted in this very one um there's a sense of direness in this film that especially at the very end the ethereal music was just sublime um and every single time that somebody disappeared and the, and the movie went and their the stuff turned to ash dust and they disappeared it felt like uh a good job for a horror film so i i i i thought it was i thought it was good i i, I can watch this film again but like i said it's an investment it's an yeah. investment yeah all right, uh, I think that's all I have. Shall we go to the sidebar? Yeah, we can go to the sidebar. Overruled. Sidebar. Guilty. Speculation. Hearsay. Bailiff. Briefcase. Disregard. In my chambers. Stop beaver on the witness. Arrest. We could totally Ooh. be lawyers. I will. I will say that this movie. Um, sidebar. I will say that this movie brings a glaring problem that the MCU always has. Power. I don't really know mm-hmm. what the real power of all the characters are. It you know, matter. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they would do things based on the script. Okay, we need to get this car here. Well, Spider-Man is here. He can carry a bus. He would throw the bus from one location to the other. But in another scene, a bus is trying to break, uh, and he's dragging his feet, holding his hands, trying to make sure that spinning webs left and right to try to stop the bus. But in another scene, he would just pick up the bus and throw it, and you're like, I don't get, what is his real power? There were many scenes where I was like, I don't understand what this character's powers are um, in general. You know, it's like, is, uh, is Wanda really that strong? Is she really the most powerful? Show it to me. Is Captain America slower than Wakanda Man, uh, Black Panther? Or if he isn't, because they did that, they did that scene where they were both running, and there was a drone shot from the very top, and you know Black Panther won the race, but it was like Captain America was really keeping up. So it's like, which who is better? It's 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 so weird. The, the power dynamics are just so confusing. Um, and I don't think that they've solved the problem. You need to have rules for characters and their strength levels uh, because every single time they just use the script to bail out a character from a situation, it just feels cheap. That was the main gripe I had for this yeah. film. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably inconsistent between movies as well, right? Like if, Very much so. Right, where, where you have your own hero movie and they also have their struggles, but they're always are the strongest in those, right? Because they have to be. Mm-hmm. And then you have this this combination of, of groups, in a way. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like the, the, the thing that I enjoyed most about this is the Guardians and Spider-Man, purely because I think the writing for them is the best. Because they're, they're fun characters. And the Guardians movies are also movies I gravitate most to her because I think they're a nice balance of different characters and, and they're funny, but they also have some drama. Like the latest Guardians was actually not that bad. Right. I um, it was excellent. Yeah. And then, and then the Tom Holland Spider-Mans are decent as well. Um, he, he's doing a good job there, but it, it really gets boring fast when it comes to Doctor Strange, who's, in my opinion, just the worst. Uh, Hulk is annoying to me as well. 
um, because like his internal struggles with like, oh, come out, Hulk, it's like, oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> and it's, yeah, like I said, it, it just, it, it, it really only works if you really care about at least some of these characters. And if you don't necessarily, none of this matters. Right. Even if they if they kind of disappear, none of this matters. Um, the Vision and Wanda. Why are they together? Like, okay, you know, but I don't care about Vision. I wonder Vision was interesting as a show, but kind of don't care about Wanda either. Right. So it's it's just like all of this is it's just a culmination of all the things that I sometimes find annoying about the MCU. Mm. Kind of this this cultish like you know, party of oh all we have all these amazing superheroes, but it's like I don't like most of them personally. Uh, Team Thanos <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it's yeah it, visually also I think it's it's just very samey samey and, and it's it's not the worlds they create are not interesting enough to draw you in and care for it as well. So yeah, it's not not that great of a movie for me, but I know there's lots of people that like it. I think it's kind of surprising that Endgame is not higher on this list in favor of this. Like, I would, did you think that did you think that Endgame was a better film than this? Well, at least it's a combination, right? At least it's the the, the finale, big finale uh, if i was to guess as to why endgame was not as as popular as this one i think it all lies in number one the dour nature of the film almost two-thirds of that film is just sad mm. oh the world is gone everybody's missing things are going to 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 to, to the essays you know it's 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 just dire uh, basically, the argument that Thanos had, it was basically they showed the visualization that it's not as realistic as what Thanos says. Snapping the fingers, genocide doesn't solve the population problem. It just makes that makes us underfunded for all the um, the resources we need to actually do things. You know, we need anyway. I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the reason why. It's a dour film where the only light at the very end was when they all appeared again. So if you've not seen the film, don't listen to this podcast. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I also I also felt like um, one of the things that makes this movie work was Thanos. We get to spend a lot of time with Thanos uh, you understand his motivations, you understand his perspective, um, but you under- understand the consequences too, because from the very beginning of this film, they were talking about him just snapping his fingers, snapping his fingers, snapping his fingers. And when it inevitably happened, you didn't know what was going to happen. You knew that half the world was going to disappear, but you didn't know. And the characters that you expected to stay where some of the characters you, you were going to lose, like Spider-Man, like Black Panther, who had just come out from one of the most successful movie runs, who would have thought that, you know, Black Panther would have gone? So it's it's 
it's um i think that this movie is more impactful on the on the viewer than the second one the second one is more in line with all the other marvel films where the good guys win in the end so it doesn't differentiate itself enough hmm. yeah we won't talk about endgame in like 15 episodes <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh yeah i mean I, it, it's been so long since i've seen events like, like breaking them up I don't know, but you know, at least I think this is kind of peak MCU, and then after this is kind of fizzling out. I I, I would say categorically that as I watched this film, I longed for the days when MCU films were had such charismatic um, leaders. Um, the leaders we have right now are a little bit dire. Um, there's really no one you can um, you can cling on to. Even Spider Man is not is, is not a leader these days. So it's yeah. like okay, um, in, but in this time we had Steve Rogers, who was uh, uh, an excellent leader, uh, I guess. And you had Iron Man, and you had philosophical differences. So you were rooting. Mm-hmm. There were people who were rooting for Steve Rogers or, or Iron Man or, you know, or, you know. So there were investments in those characters. And I felt like nowadays, it, you don't, there's no, I don't, I'm not invested in anyone. Yeah. I'm not invested in anyone. So it's it, there were there was a little bit of nostalgia when I was watching these films because it brought me back to the period when I watched the films in those days. Um, I still watch MCU films. I still watch the TV shows. I'm I'm still quite a fan, even though I'm a I'm a primarily DC person. But this movie gave me the heebie-jeebies in a good way because I felt like there was a lot of things that worked in it that, in reality, should never have worked in a 20-year series. But I do agree with you that if you're not invested in these characters, uh, you could you could just be lost in this film. You, you, yeah. you, there's there's no way like uh, you can catch. For example, when they said, "Now we've got the Hulk," and he never he never changes back. You know, those are jokes that you'd have to have seen in like Thor two or Thor three or whatever. So it's 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 interesting. Yeah, similar trap is Disney's falling in. Um... I think it's Ahsoka, which Ahsoka's great, I think, but not having seen Rebels, you're really losing out on like the, the whole fascination with Ezra and the whole gravitas behind um, Thrawn. Like, I don't know why everybody is like, oh, Thrawn, because I've, I haven't seen Re- Rebels. I don't know what, what this dude is about. And that's a problem. I agree. I, I I've I've never watched Rebels and I've never watched um, the other one, Clone Wars. Yeah, I've never seen any of those shows. So a lot of the things just I didn't even know who Ahsoka was until she showed up in the Mandalorian. And everybody was like, "Oh my God, it's Ahsoka!" And I was like, "Who's Ahsoka?" Uh, I don't think I have the the bandwidth to go and watch all those shows to try to figure out who these characters are. Right. But um, so. I finished watching those an episode of Ahsoka, and I think to myself, you know, that's a very good episode, or it's a good episode. It's not as good, but then you look on the internet, and people are like, "Oh my god, oh my god, it was the greatest episode! Star Wars is back!" And I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess they liked it." So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a passenger in this as well. I, I totally get your point. Yeah, 
and, and you know that's it's fascinating that you can have vastly different experiences watching a show right if you have all the knowledge mm. um but it's not necessarily making for the most compelling watching experience if you don't true and that that's kind of what what avengers infinity war is as well all right do you know what's up next what's up next shining the shining the shining yeah I have a love and hate. I have a love hate relationship with Stephen King's books. Okay. Um, my friend is a big fan of Stephen King. Um, anyway, I'm interested in seeing this film again. Mm -hmm. I've yeah. seen it a few times, unlike this one, unlike The Avengers Infinity War. I've seen The Shining a few times. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. All right. Yep. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. Until then, though, where can people find us? They can find us on X, on Movie Mistrial, on Facebook, on Movie Mistrial, and on Instagram at Movie Mistrial. Um, but you can also send us uh, an email to contact at moviemistrial.com. All right. Well, hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend. Yep. I am going to sleep. Yeah. All right. Good night. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.